Hey, I'm watching, well, I'm not really watching WWE's Crown Jewel. Let me turn it down. I don't want to get in trouble for playing the audio. As Drew McIntyre makes his way to the ring to take on Big E for the WWE title, Universal title. I don't even know which one's which anymore. Big E's the champion. That's cool. Uh, on a related note, Big E, uh, famously part of the New Day with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. And Xavier Woods just defeated Finn Balor to become King of the Ring, which is cool. Uh, I, I wish they would bring back the King of the Ring pay-per-view. I don't know why they got rid of it in the first place. I get it. They had like 10 of them, and they, the last one was in 2002 when it was actually a pay-per-view called King of the Ring. I wish they still had it. And then they got rid of it in 2002, but then it came back, uh, I want to say 2006. But it was just back as part of Monday Night Raw. That was when Booker T won, and he became King Booker. I believe William Regal won in 2008. He beat CM Punk, if I remember right. Uh, Bad News Barrett, Wade Barrett, won it at some point, and he became King Barrett. Uh, Sheamus won it a couple years ago or last year or something, and he was King Sheamus maybe. I don't even know. I don't even remember. Uh, So... It's cool, but they don't have it. uh, It's not a special pay per view anymore, which I don't understand because so many of WWE's pay per views, they look and they feel exactly the same, and they're mostly not really worth watching. It's not much different than watching a Monday Night Raw. And there's a couple special ones here and there. But the, the, at least they, they, at least they had the finals of the King of the Ring just now on this Saudi Arabia pay per view. And uh, Austin Creed, uh, Xavier Woods won. He beat Finn Balor, which is cool. That's really cool. Big E's coming out. He's a champion. I love that New Day is uh, is riding high because that's one of the few things that I enjoy about the, the current WWE product is Big E, Kofi, Xavier Woods. Those guys have been consistently entertaining for quite six years, five, six years. They've been around for seven years, but they were really lame when they first started as New Day. Nobody really knew what the hell was going on with these guys. But then they got really interesting, and they just they took the ball and they ran with it. And I'm so glad to see that they're getting rewarded. Uh, even though the way that Kofi Kingston lost the, the – the way that Kofi Kingston won the championship in 2019 from Daniel Bryan was awesome. The whole build up to that was one of the best things WWE has done in a long time. The end to Kofi Kingston's title reign – by uh, getting destroyed by Brock Lesnar on SmackDown about two years ago was dreadful. Uh, eh, well, whatever. Xavier Woods is one of those guys that I've been saying for a long time. Like, make him. I hope he's the champion someday. He would be a great champion. Uh, either way, a lot of times WWE takes these guys who get really popular and have a really big following, and they deliberately snuff that flame. They put them on the show that nobody really watches or they have them uh, curtain jerking and losing to a team that nobody really cares about or a, an opponent that nobody really cares about. Or they do, they do something where they just keep them off TV or they change things up and just try to make it so they can't be popular. And uh, New Day, I'm happy to see that all three of those guys have been tremendously popular for a long, long time and have really gotten rewarded handsomely 
for all their hard work. Those guys really deserve it. That's cool. That's one of the cool things. Um, even though, yeah, I, I just can't find much to really enjoy about what WWE puts on television every week. Uh, there are some some really good things, and the New Day is is one of those things that's really really fun to watch, really good to watch. Uh, having said that, one of the things that I don't like, aside from the fact that there's no King of the Ring pay per view, it's a perfect. By, by the way, the King of the Ring is like custom made for its own pay per view. From 1993 to 2002, they had a King of the Ring pay per view every June. And it was different from the other pay-per-views because it was a it was a one-night tournament. They had qualifying matches in the weeks leading up to it, and then they had usually it was eight guys, four opening four quarterfinal matches, two semifinals, and a final match in the King of the Ring. King of the Ring was crowned at the end of that match, and then they would throw two or three other uh, non-tournament matches in there just to make it fun, uh, you know. A, a tag team match or a world title match or any any number of things. So they put a, a little of uh, a little of something for everyone in there, and then they got rid of it, and then they replaced it with just a regular old pay per view with just a standard uh, you know matches. Um, so I'm happy that they at least put this uh, this King of the Ring final on the on this pay per view, but it's. Come on, it, it it made for a great storytelling. An entire night where somebody uh, wrestles potentially three times in one night, and they're just they're exhausted. Everybody's exhausted, but they put on these matches and they're great and it's fun. And then the guys, somebody's crowned king of the ring by the end of the night. It's it's just made for a good story that could be told in in three hours or so. But. I guess I guess that's just it's not going to happen. So we get Crown Jewel that just has the final finals of the King of the Ring, and I guess the other matches have taken place over the last month on on Raw and SmackDown. I don't even know; I haven't watched it. But I'm glad that Xavier Woods is King of the Ring. Totally deserves it. One thing I'm not glad about is that Bill Goldberg is still wrestling in a WWE ring. Why? I mean, that's that's a stupid question. The answer is the answer to all questions is money. That's the answer. If you want to know why anything happens anywhere, money. Why is WWE having all these pay per views in Saudi Arabia? That's a little questionable. Uh, money. They are getting paid a shit ton of money anytime they have these pay per view events over in Saudi Arabia. And I believe this is the first one that they've had since the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they had one during the summer. But for all I know, they could have. And I just, it's, it's, the, it's the least amount of attention I've given to WWE uh, since 1991 when I wasn't really a fan. The last time I wasn't really a, a fan of, of WWE. So it's been 30 years this is the least I've watched WWE in, in, in the 30 years of watching WWE. So, I don't know. Maybe they had a pay-per-view with, with, in Saudi Arabia. Anyway, Goldberg <laughs> just keeps coming back, and they just keep putting him in matches. And I despise Goldberg. And this isn't like one of those, you know, crybaby fan. He's not my favorite, so I don't want to see him, and I don't want him to win matches, and he's 50-something years old, and I do- He's 
I think he's closer to 60 at this point. But anyway, you know, he's obviously in great shape. He still pretty much looks the same as he did in the 90s. Uh, but he was never a good wrestler in the 90s or now or any time in between. And being a bad wrestler doesn't really mean anything. You can be a bad wrestler or a not-so-great wrestler and go and have great wrestling matches because it's, it's not about wrestling ability. You have these great technical wrestlers and high-flying things that put on these great, exciting matches. Uh, but you can have a guy, uh, let's be honest, Hulk Hogan is a great example. John Cena is a great example of guys who are not, there's, there's far better wrestlers than those guys. Although Cena could hold his own in a match. I mean, he had some, he had some moves here and there, but, but really not a, not a classically, not, if you put a list together of like the top technical wrestlers, John Cena and Hulk Hogan are not going to be on any of those lists. But if you put a list of some of the best matches in the history of wrestling, John Cena and Hulk Hogan are going to be all over it because it's so much more about connecting with the crowd uh, the look, the appearance, the whole package, being able to talk on a microphone, being able to suck in an audience with the words that you're saying, that's that's the big deal. Uh, Goldberg is a guy who could never say anything interesting on a microphone, and wisely, they very rarely put Goldberg in front of a microphone. The best thing that Goldberg could do, and this was smart, is he gets on a microphone and he says, Who's next? Uh, because in the early days when he first debuted in 97 at WCW and he beat Hugh Morris in his first victory and then he would go on to beat a bunch of guys and he would have the big undefeated streak and he beat Hogan for the title when he was NWO Hogan, Hollywood Hogan, in the Georgia Dome, in Atlanta, summer of 98. Big deal, big thing, big, big superstar. Goldberg's not just a bad wrestler. Being a bad wrestler is like, okay, you can we can figure out ways around that. And make I mean, look at the Undertaker. Undertaker was a terrible wrestler for most of his career. In uh somewhere uh, somewhere around 2005, 2006 uh until about 2013, Undertaker was an amazing he would have amazing matches. Probably in my opinion the best match that's ever taken place in any ring is in 2009, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Two guys uh, far, <laughs> far removed from their, uh, from their 30s at that point, having what I, I still consider to be the, the greatest match ever, greatest match of all time. Another, here's the thing, another great, one of the great matches of all time, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. A great wrestling match? No. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, great wrestling match? Yes. Undertaker versus uh, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock in 2002, WrestleMania 18, Toronto, Sky Dome. Great wrestling match? No. But it was a great match because they did all the things that got the crowd emotionally involved in the match. Half of the crowd chanting for The Rock. Half of the crowd chanting for Hogan. Half of the crowd booing The Rock. Half of the crowd booing Hogan. It's phenomenal stuff. Uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels... Same thing, except just a just a really great wrestling. Everything about it was, to me, that's as close as perfect as close to perfect as a match could get. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, and there's plenty of others, but that was that's one of those ones where it's two major stars having a great match, and it's a great wrestling match, and it tells a great story, and it's it's got it had everything. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. 
Goldberg, Bill Goldberg, is a guy who uh, name name a great Goldberg match. You can't. You can name great Goldberg moments. Like I said, when he beat Hogan for the title in '98, that was a big deal, a big moment. Uh, having the undefeated streak, a big moment. Losing the undefeated streak was a kind of a downer for a lot of people, but a big moment. His debut with WWF was pretty big. Uh, that was that was cool. And then his first match was against The Rock. That was that was neat. Uh, and then his comeback a couple years ago, beating Brock Lesnar in uh, 90 seconds at the Survivor Series, 2000, whatever it was, 17, 16. I don't see. This is the first time in my life where I can't get dates straight for WWE because I don't I don't pay enough attention to remember. Uh yeah, I believe it was I believe it was 2016. Anyway, who cares? Um, but Goldberg just keeps coming back. They just keep bringing him back. Goldberg is not just a bad wrestler, as I've said. He is also a he is a dangerous wrestler. He is. I, I really I want to say unqualified, but because he's a huge star and because he became a big star a long time ago, they overlook the fact that he sucks. Like, totally sucks in the ring. He ended Bret Hart's career. And people say it was, you know, that match with Bret Hart in 1999 where he, he gave a really stiff kick, a mule kick right to the head, right to the face of Bret Hart, knocked him out. But if you watch that match and somebody had a Twitter, a, a little edit, a cut-down version of that match, it's a bunch of careless shit that he did throughout that match with Bret uh, you know, not protecting him. That's the thing about wrestling. You're supposed to, pro- yeah, it's, you're not supposed to actually kill the guy. It's the, they don't like to call it fake scripted, predetermined, but it's not fake because you need, uh, you need a dance partner who's going to protect you just like you would in an actual dance. If you're, you know, you watch dancing with the stars, these guys have to not just do the dance moves, but they have to protect each other. You know, you can't, uh, 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 Johnny can't drop baby on her face in dirty dancing. That's why they had to practice that big move in the water to make sure that he, she could trust him and he could, he could carry her. It's the same thing with wrestling. You have to, you have to have a mat. You have to be able to trust your opponent. And Goldberg, Bret Hart, one of the most trusted, one of the great wrestlers of all time, one of the absolute best of all time, truly best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. He's one of my all-time favorites. He's one of the greatest. And one of his claims to fame is not just all the accolades and accomplishments and everything he's done, but the fact that he never hurt uh, any of his opponents in the ring. And then ironically, after all that, they stick him in there with that big, stupid, bald idiot Goldberg, and Goldberg drops him on his head, kicks him in the head. Just careless stuff. Just Goldberg being a big powerhouse guy, wanting to show off how big and strong he is. And then in doing so, he he, he hurt his opponent. He hurt Bret Hart. Two years ago, 19, uh, 1999, 2019, Goldberg has a match with The Undertaker. That's a big deal. That's a match that's never happened. Gold, and, and I'm thinking about it. It was 2016 that Goldberg came back and beat Brock Lesnar uh, at the Survivor Series. Anyway, 2019, Goldberg versus Undertaker, another one of those Saudi Arabia shows. And uh, uh, big match. It's never happened. They met in the uh, in the 2017 Royal Rumble a little bit, I guess. 
But The Undertaker and Goldberg, they've never had a, a one-on-one match. And then finally in 2019, they had a one-on-one match together. And Goldberg almost fucking crippled The Undertaker. He tried to do his jackhammer, couldn't, didn't have enough strength, didn't, uh, you know. He's, these, these two guys combined age is over 100. Both guys well into their 50s. Uh, and it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was so much The Undertaker's fault. Goldberg picked him up and then basically dropped him on his head. And you watch it and you think, oh my God, The Undertaker is paralyzed from the neck down. Luckily, that was not the case. Undertaker had a very bad concussion as a result, and they sort of, sort of, kind of finished the match. Sort of. I mean, as best as they could, being professional. Undertaker was somehow able to move after that. I don't know how. Uh, and, and he, you know, I think he hit like a sloppy little choke slam only because he, you know, only because he just practically had his neck broken by a careless oaf. And. They finished the match. And then instead of instead of WWE just saying, you know, Goldberg, listen, you're very popular. You, you make us a lot of money, but you're going to kill people who also make us a lot of money. Maybe we should just part ways here. No, instead, Goldberg came back a month later to have a match with Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. And it was one of those things where Goldberg said, I had to have that match because I, I had to make up for, I felt so bad about the Undertaker thing. I had to. I had to get my confidence back and go, oh, did you? You had to, oh, poor Goldberg. Poor Goldberg lost his confidence. You should lose your confidence. You suck. And you're in your 50s. And, oh, did Drew? Oh, okay. I thought for a second Drew McIntyre beat Big E, but he didn't. Big E won. That's good. Uh. So Goldberg just keeps coming back. I didn't really want to see Goldberg in 2003 when he came to WWE for the first time, but he was only there for a year, and then he left, and that was fine with me. And then I figured, that's it. He's done. He got to go to WWE, got a WrestleMania match, a couple other things, won the world title for a little bit. It's enough already. But no, he came back uh, over a decade later, 13 years later, 12 years later, whatever it is. And he's had more matches. <laughs> he has had more matches since turning 50 in uh, in the WWE in the last five years than he had in, uh, gosh, it, certainly in his, in his first go-around with WWE. But he's awful. He also has a shit attitude. Anytime I hear an interview with Goldberg, I turn it off. I can't listen to him. He's a cocky prick. He's a total asshole. And he sucks. He's just terrible. And I love when this guy, Matt Riddle, who is actually uh, entertaining and a a capable wrestler, uh, and says whatever's on his mind and has been very vocal about how Goldberg sucks. And I think that's great. And he hasn't lost his job in WWE over it either, (laughs) which is something that could also happen. If, uh, If a guy who hasn't proven himself is shitting on a guy who... Uh, is known to draw money and sell tickets. Uh, guess who's uh, guess who's going to be left standing at the end when when the when the smoke clears on that one. So I say this because Goldberg. I saw him. He was actually wrestling on this pay per view earlier. I think he wrestled against Bobby Lashley. I didn't watch it. I don't watch Goldberg matches. I don't want to see him. I I I'd like to think that 
They monitor who is watching these things on the Peacock network and who's, uh, you know, they monitor all this stuff. They don't, they don't publicize it, but they know. They know who's turning in, tuning in any of these live shows on Peacock. And our people, people are probably tuning in to see the big main event stars. And I want to be one of those people that's not watching when Goldberg's wrestling. Because, <laughs> A, it's not going to be that interesting. B, you might actually see somebody die in the ring because he's such a careless piece of shit. Uh, and C, I want, if nothing else, I know WWE doesn't give a shit if I'm watching anymore or not. They're they're done with me. They got thirty years. <laughs> they got thirty years of loyalty out of me, and I'm still watching. I'm you know I, I want to I want to like the stuff that they're showing me. It's just uh, it's a lot easier to hit the delete button on my DVR than to watch three hours of crap or to even spend twenty minutes fast forwarding through it. Uh, but the big events, I'll I'll tune in. I wanted to see Xavier w- uh, Woods win King of the Ring, and I did. Um, I want to see. I don't even know what the other matches are, but it could be interesting. Uh, what I don't want to see is Bill Goldberg. I don't want to see him against Bobby Lashley. I don't want to see him against anybody. I want him to be done. And evidently, he has only like two matches left on his contract. So great. Put him in Saudi Arabia and have him, you know, he's he's going to get a few million dollars for one match probably. Uh, and he does not deserve it, but he's going to get it. And great. Then he can go and retire, and his kid can hopefully become a professional wrestler who is not a total klutz, a total clumzo jackass like his dad. So I just I hate when I turn these things on and I see like, oh my god, go! I was thumbing through Twitter, and then WWE's Twitter is like, it's happening, and it's a it's just a five second video of Goldberg coming out to the ring. I thought, oh my god. Here we go again. When will this be over? When will we be done? One of these days, uh, it'd be nice to see somebody under the age of 55 have a big-time match in a pay-per-view. Now, that's very snarky. I'm saying that in the same breath that I just said, you know, Big E and Drew McIntyre uh, just had a had a little match. So there's, there's, there's plenty of youngsters, but Jesus, man, Goldberg. Can we be done with – when will we be done with Goldberg? It seems like never. Yeah, but he's a he's just a total clumsy. I you know he he just hurts people. That's you're not supposed to actually hurt them. And you know the fact that he ended one of the great greatest wrestlers of all time ended his career in 1999. Just yeah, it, it makes me ill to think about what what could have been. Not that not that Brett was uh, you know he was past his prime at that point. But who gives a shit? It's one of the greatest wrestlers ever to to think of what could have been matches, uh, you know, another possibly 10 years worth of matches that Brett could have had. I mean, Brett came back in 2010 and had matches. They weren't good matches because the guy should not have really been in a ring and they were able to do things to, to mask the fact that Brett was not capable of wrestling and, you know, have him, you know, just beat up Vince McMahon, just hammer Vince McMahon with a steel chair for 10 minutes at WrestleMania and be one of the wrestlers in a, a you know like a twenty man tag where he barely has to do anything in the ring. Maybe throw a few punches and put somebody in a sharpshooter, and that's enough. Leave the fans happy. They got to see Brett come out and and do do some Bret Hart stuff. But man, that could have been. 
he he could have he could have just had the the farewell that he deserves. He could have had a match. And most wrestlers don't get to go out on their own terms. But man, if Bret Hart could have been healthy and come back to WWE and had a you know kind of like what some of these guys are doing now, you know, the Undertaker well into his fifties and and some of these other folks. Uh, if Brett could have come back, I mean, Kurt Angle just wrestled his last match two years ago. He wasn't particularly great in the ring at that point, but he could still go. He could still have, uh, you know, I got to see him wrestle Samoa Joe live in Boston, and that was a that was a good match. It wasn't like their matches in two thousand six, not by any means, but it was still really good. So we could have had Bret Hart in in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I mean, if Ric Flair was wrestling his last match in two thousand eight. And he's 10 years older than Bret Hart. We certainly could have had Bret Hart wrestling some solid matches in 2009, 2010. Who knows? Who knows what could have been? But thanks to Goldberg, we'll never know. And then Bret Hart had a stroke in 2002. And Goldberg uh, cashed in his big AOL Time Warner contract sitting at home doing absolutely nothing after WCW was purchased. Good for him. That's what. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to work uh, moderately hard, make millions of dollars, have another company come in and buy the company that you work for, and then legally be able to do nothing but sit home and collect millions of dollars while your contract runs out? It's a great gig. Goldberg's gotten to do it a lot. And then when he actually gets in the ring, he almost kills people, and they just keep paying him millions of dollars more. Then he goes to Saudi Arabia and makes a few more million. Good for him. He sucks. I can't wait for Goldberg to be off my TV forever. And that's all. Thanks for coming to my fucking TED Talk. Later, Gators.